0: We look forward to having you. I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I'm Zachary Guillo. This is Collateral Collateral Gaming!
1: To collateral Gaming, everybody, the only video game podcast that matters where we talk about good games, bad games, and everything in between. This segment today, we are talking about Super Mario and Luigi... Oh, sorry, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga Part 2. We got into this uh, a couple weeks back, but uh, I've actually been getting invested into a new career. I am now a licensed insurance salesman, and that's where I've been. So, sorry for the holdup on this Part 2, but here we are to get into it. The last time we were talking about this game we were kind of getting into the nitty-gritty of the story and so ash how you been buddy just since it's been a minute since we've recorded how you been doing
0: it has been a minute man um <clears throat> not since the last mario and luigi episode last month and uh yeah i mean i'm doing great man just been playing a lot of video games got a, a not really a promotion just a new line of business i'm working at work uh so that that's it's been nice to be able to be off the phones at least for training and uh yeah really not much going on in my life
1: <laughs> well hey man i'm i'm super proud of you promotions at work are very, very well received, and honestly, I know you told me that it didn't come with a pay bump, but eventually it will if you keep doing all of the stuff that you're doing.
0: Oh, I'm already guaranteed a pay bump for the next three years. I mean, that's that's why we didn't get a pay raise, because they've already... They, they just gave us a pay raise in January, and then they're like... Every year for the next three years, they're also going to give us a pay raise. So. Absolutely.
1: Well, either way, I'm proud of you, and let me tell you guys, like, insurance is fun, but it's tough. I've never... I've never really had a job where I was able to just kind of create my own schedule and kind of do my own thing. And so this is—it's a lot of fun, but it's also a lot of time-consuming things that I have to do to, you know, make it happen. But it's okay because it's working out, and I'm super excited. Uh, So here's to a brighter and better future, and hopefully this means a lot more money that I can hopefully invest into the podcast, you know? It's it's really exciting. So—
0: Fuck yeah. Alrighty, well, without further ado, I think we should probably go ahead and start talking about this son of a bitch. In part one, we kind of went into a lot of the uh, gameplay and just overall how the game plays. Uh, We talked about a couple of the characters that stood out to us, but uh, there, there are a few things we've yet to touch on. And uh, <clears throat> one of those, of course, being, you know, sort of breaking down the differences between the 3DS remake and the GBA one, um, which, of course, Zach, I know you haven't played the 3DS remake.
1: I will. You know, it's it's definitely on my list of games to play. But, yeah, I'll definitely let you take the lead on that one.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, mainly, of course, we have the graphical enhancements. Um, everything looks a lot better. The GBA g- version does have its own charm. But out of all the games, I think this one could have used a remake the most. The uh, the graphical enhancements make playing the game a lot easier, even. Mar and Luigi handle extremely well.
1: Yeah, I can actually imagine the smoothness is a lot better. Like timing, uh, the jumps and the bros attacks a lot. It's probably much simpler. And that's that's definitely one thing I'm looking forward to getting into. Now, with the original GBA version, there wasn't really an issue as far as smoothness is concerned, really, I'm guessing the big difference is just the graphical feel of the overall game and just how the whole thing, you know, feels. And you you did say something about it being like it feeling a little bit easier.
0: It feels a little bit more responsive, and I think the timing is a lot more forgiving. Okay. If anything, they definitely took a lot of steps to make the game more accessible to players, and the game is already pretty easy on its own, yeah. so making it even easier <laughs> seems a little rough, but the game itself, like in terms of the the difficulty of the enemies versus Mario and Luigi isn't so much, um, just that the game is a little bit more forgiving when it comes to timing and whatnot. And I, I said it used three D models earlier. That's not entirely true. It's still Sprite based, but they're made to look three D. They look they look and, and feel really good. And some models in the game, such as Cacoletta Soul, are actually three D models.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can imagine that, <clears throat> you know, the overall feel of the game is just it's just better but it's they're gonna try to keep with the original formula you know
0: yeah and the soundtrack's been redone I mean it's obviously it's all the same songs that made this game classic just reorchestrated. Mm, I love that I, the, the music in that game
1: is some of my absolute favorites like when you're fighting enemies it's just it's classic Mario and Luigi feel and while this game has some really dark moments and stuff it's still a very friendly game and it's it's just beautiful and fun to look at and that's adds to the replayability of the game and just the overall, when I played this game the first time, um, I, I wanted to just come back and play it over and over because it was just so much fun to play. So the overall feel of it. And if they've, you know, increased that with the 3ds version, I can't wait to get my hands
0: on it, especially with how in depth the story. Yeah. The aesthetic and aesthetic is definitely the same. It, uh, there's a couple changes. Like the tones aren't quite as unique as they were before. Um, they removed Gino, I guess because of licensing issues, so... Really? <coughs> yeah.
1: Oh, well, that sucks, but I mean, hey, if it works out, then I guess it works out. For
0: some reason, the Dry Bones that was Donkey Kong is just a regular Dry Bones now. I don't know.
1: Bink. I mean, I can I can kind of understand that, but at the same time, that makes me a little sad. Can't lie. It is a
0: little sad. It gives just a little bit of the game's characters lost. But most of the aesthetic is intact here. Um some of the character models or the enemy models were switched out too, like the, the Koopa Troopas stand on two feet like they do in the regular games. But not the dry bones. The dry bones are still quadrupedal. I, I can't figure that one out for me.
1: <laughs> well, I I can't. I will go ahead and tell you that I absolutely cannot do that. But hey, I'm very, very eager to get my hands on it, because I still have my 3DS, you know. Um, I, I know I told you that I just finished a playthrough of Samus Returns, and honestly, I, I enjoy that game, but at the same time, it is a re-envisioning of an older Metroid, and it, it gets a little boring in some spots, if you know yeah. I mean, like the overall repetition of the Metroids. But we're not talking about Samus Returns. We're talking about Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga. And I love that game. Um, I've yeah. never been a fan of you know let's let's take pokemon for example superstar saga is a lot like pokemon and you kind of when you interact with enemies it kind of sends you into like battle mode
0: right it's a it, turn based rpg
1: yeah so which I, would fire emblem you and I were talking about fire emblem earlier would that also be considered a turn based rpg
0: 100% yeah absolutely
1: you take, you take turns Dude, it's oh man! I just finished The Sacred Stones again, and I love that game <laughs> so much. And so interacting with enemies on like the main open areas of the game, and like going into battle mode—it it was never my biggest, uh, you know, favorite thing about video games. But there are just certain games that you know touch my soul with this kind of aspect and superstar soccer is definitely one of them as well as the entirety of the fire emblem series can't complain about
0: that fuck yeah dude i've been getting a lot into the fire emblem series lately as we talked about and as we're probably going to talk about here when we when we do an episode on that i don't know i think maybe we even need to do a bonus round episode focused on fire emblem games so. I'm
1: down for that. And honestly, the episode that you and I were talking about trying to, you know, having me pick a game, I kind of want to do Blazing Blade because if you're getting into it and it's a really, it's just a beautiful Fire Emblem game, I'm happy to play through it again.
0: Well, I think, I think that's the one that you did suggest. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> that's why I started playing it. Um, Did I suggest
1: that one or the Sacred Stones? You
0: suggested Fire Emblem. And so if we're talking about just Fire Emblem, the game that is titled in the United States Just Fire Emblem is the Blazing Blade. Blazing Blade, yeah. And I asked you if if that's the one that you meant. But we could talk about whichever one you want to talk about, man. I mean, I've been sampling the entire series. (laughs) Honestly, man. I'm
1: really happy that you're into it, because it's so good, you know? I never I never thought that I would be into turn-based RPGs, especially not a game like Fire Emblem, because I was, I've never, you know this, I've never been a fan of, like, medieval times and stuff like that, like dragons and uh, swords and knights and stuff, but there's just something about this game that's very special to me.
0: Yeah, and Mario and & Luigi is actually a pretty good, especially Superstar Saga, is a pretty good entryway into turn-based RPGs. It's mm-hmm. a very, it's an RPG light. I mean, the game is accessible to players, the 3DS version even more. More so. I mean, they added uh, an actual map all the time. You remember how there were all these like little maps around on uh, Superstar Saga yeah. that you can read on the yeah. wall? Those are gone. There's a for permanent map on the touchscreen now, and you can move around, zoom in and out of it, and you can drop pins. And okay, let me tell you, I like that a lot. The pins are really helpful. Like when you start noticing bead holes before you have the ability to burrow underground or even other items like bow statues and whatnot. I started just pinning everything that I could find that I was like okay later on I'm going to need another ability or item to, to to get past this. So super useful for that effect or in jokes end whenever you come across all these bean holes but you don't have the ability to get them at the moment because there's th- the brothers are separated. Um, definitely a very much needed change. And one, one thing that makes the 3ds version, like I said, if you're looking into getting into the series now, I'd probably play the 3ds remake just to start to get into it. You know, do, if you're a fan of the old game, should you go get the remake? Yeah, you probably should actually. So
1: (laughs) I mean, would you consider it to be the definitive version of the game or would you consider the Game Boy Advance version to be definitive? Because
0: you asked me that last time. And my answer then was, uh, I, I can't really say. And I'm still going to have to say that it's almost the definitive version of the game, but it changes just a couple things that I know people that are fans of the original are not going to be as happy with. But I still think you should give it a shot.
1: Well, I mean, I'm definitely going to give it a shot. Absolutely. And I mean, it, the game itself hasn't changed no, I mean there no. are certain it's... small things that have changed but the overall story, the gameplay and the the way you feel interacting with these characters is Some of just the quality of
0: life enhancements are just are just are just uh, groundbreaking and yep. kind of outweigh anything that you would really want to anything you want to complain about is really just going to be mainly the aesthetic. Um, and you might have a bit of complaint for the difficulty of the game but I don't know. I'm not that. Mu- I'm not that unhappy about the timing being a little bit more forgiving. I mean, I mess up sometimes too. So I mean, as long as and plus what the, one th- the other thing they added is that in battle now, Mario and Luigi act more like they do in the later games, Bowser's Inside Story onwards. Jumps you can actually hit with two attacks rather than one, which gives you uh, a reason to try to u- use a jump rather than a hammer at certain points. Um, I I, I want to say you're more likely to get lucky hits with hammers, but with the uh, with the jumping because you you land on the enemy's head twice you now have twice as much of a chance to get a critical hit on either one of those so kind of adds a little bit more strategy well to be honest i, I kind of
1: understand the game being a little bit more forgiving especially since you know it's a it's a new console you know, so it's going to be smoother, it's going to have better response, it's just going to feel better overall, because, I mean, let's face it, the 3DS is a lot more advanced than the Game Boy Advance, and while I will always love the Game Boy Advance, because it was, it's it's a classic console, like, well, I wouldn't say console, I'd say handheld, it's classic!
0: The way that Mario and Luigi now move has now been made a little bit easier. There's a dedicated button that's used for making both of them jump by hitting the X button, something that we didn't have on the Game Boy Advance. uh, Both Mario and Luigi will jump at the same time. This is useful not only whenever you have to hit A, B, A, B, A, B everywhere. That's not so bad. You get used to it. But where this comes really handy is whenever you have uh, another ability or two abilities already uh, selected on a button. And you don't want to have to switch those out. You know, you want to leave the hammer in Luigi's hands, but still able to jump over this obstacle. Well, now you have a handy button that lets you do that. Uh, And and missing the X button, going back and playing the original GBA version, (laughs) actually was kind of disappointing for me. I wish there was a way in the, uh, the Wii U settings to configure it to where you can set a button to do two buttons, but... You can't. I already tried. As um,
1: long as there isn't stylus controlled movement, that is why I was never able to play Phantom Hourglass. I just could not stand it.
0: Really, I thought the stylus movement in Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Trucks were top top notch, and they could have been bad. A lot of games have done them badly.
1: Well, I just I don't like the fact that I had to literally dedicate an entire hand strictly for movement. You know, yeah. I didn't I I didn't like that. I I like being able to dedicate you know one thumb to it or you know just the occasional couple fingers but on entire hand holding a pin for stylus work it just it, it feels like
0: too much if that makes sense the game is also impossible to play without a stylus uh, an issue that I ran into with Bowser's inside story recently as well because there are parts of the game that require uh, touch control movements mini games and whatnot and without a stylus it's hard <laughs>
1: That's fine. That's totally fine. Like mini games that require that, that's fine. But when the whole game's movement premise is, you know, dedicated to, you know, using the stylus for movement, I just I don't like that. Because I can understand mini games because, you know, those are different and they require individual levels of skill. But when you're having to dedicate the an entire hand, the entire game to movement, that is what I just don't like at all.
0: Yeah, I gotcha. And Mario and & Luigi actually does that really well with <clears throat> simplifying this control. You know, the only buttons you really use in the original game you know, is the D-pad, the trigger buttons, and A and B. That's it. That's all you need. Uh, and the uh, even the 3DS remake follows in the same vein. Yeah, you now have an X button that you can use to move them to jump at the same time, but you don't have to. Also, probably the most controversial change is there is no more manual switching between who's the leader, Mario & Luigi, Kind of, which is similar to the way that every sequel would go throughout. Superstar Saga is the only game that allows you to do that. So, And some people might not be as happy because you don't have Luigi in the front. But all you have to do is select a skill that requires Mario in the back and Luigi's in the front. Um, but rather than having to press one button and then using R and L to select which moves the, the leader and the the, the, the uh follower use uh, instead you just cycle through all of them with LNR or if you want to you can switch the t- the, s- the touch screen between being the mini map or being uh, the move list and you can just tap which move you want to use and they'll automatically Ooh. be put in the configuration to use it I like that I like that a lot actually yeah I don't like that you have to cycle th- if you're if you don't have if you're not using the touch controls if you have to cycle through every single one of the moves you have to cycle through every single move using LNR it would have made more sense just to put make the L and R's like they are in the original game where R controls the front and L controls the back. But, but there's a way around it anyway because you've got the touchscreen and so you might as well just switch to the touchscreen if you don't currently need the mini-map. My problem is, is that I use the mini-map a lot <laughs> despite it not being in the original game. It's just so handy to have there.
1: I mean, if you have the option to have an entire mini-map, why wouldn't you use it? It can make... Walking around and finding things so much easier, especially for people who've never played the game before.
0: Game is kind of sorely missing a map. You know, the only in fact it is only map that you can access immediately is was one from the main screen that shows you a map of the entire world. It's just not that helpful, except maybe knowing where you're supposed to go next. That's it. Yeah.
1: See, I, I think with a map, that feature is definitive. Like I. Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga was a perfect game for me. I beat it many times as a kid, and I loved it every single time. But honestly, it needed
0: a map. The map is probably... It was a perfect game, except for this one imperfection it had. (laughs) That's what you just said.
1: You're basically right.
0: Also, (laughs) as a
1: kid, I was never a coffee drinker, and this game made me think about coffee.
0: Oh, yeah. As a kid, I wasn't. I love I loved the coffee bean system. That's actually a lot of fun. Uh, the 3DS game even kind of tweaked the way that you do coffee. But to be honest, I, I almost kind of prefer the way in the original. But one thing that 3DS does do is it does let you know which coffee things you've already made. So if you're trying to get all the uh, the extra items that E-Guide gives you, it's nice yeah. to know which ones you've already given him. Because I, I, I'll forget. I'm like... Have I given him a hoo hoo blend yet? I don't know.
1: Something that is sorely missed in this game is, you know how we have Starbucks, right? And I swear this is not a pun. It's it's gonna be a pun, but it's not intended to be a pun. They need to have a Bro-Bucks.
0: Well, they call it star beans in this in this. Game. Star
1: beans. Oh, star beans.
0: Yeah, the bros moves have also been reworked, by the way, just a little bit. I mean, they're mainly the same, but the game doesn't make it quite a bit more obvious what buttons you need to press and when you're supposed to press them. It, instead of, you know, having the split-second window to press it, you now have this little circle that kind of moves itself inward and, and helps you get the timing right for the bros attack. So the bros attacks are a lot more accessible now, and that's actually a good thing. I, I'm not going to complain about the bros attacks being easier, because let's be real, even in the original game, like mastering the bros attacks was i mean there there is something incredibly satisfying about doing it but some of them i would just give up on and i'm like i'm not really just gonna use i'm just not gonna use this attack very well because like i can't do it you know yeah the advanced moves are back but now they're a separate selection and they're actually called super moves now so rather than um so it's actually more obvious whenever a, a super move has been unlocked and uh And they actually, they're a separate selection on the the battle screen. And some of those have been reworked. Uh, There is only two difficulty moves for Bros Attacks now, so it's either easy or or regular. Um, And also, there's an in-battle guide. So anytime, right before you're about to hit a move, you can actually go in and you can watch a demo of it. Or you can even practice it until you get it right. So now I instead like that. of having to spend bros points in order to get your bros moves and master them, now you can you can kind of get a feel for it and be like, okay, I think I, I know how to competently do this and then try it. Yeah, I
1: like that, you know, because I, I did spend a lot of time just wasting bros points trying to figure Same. out how to make the moves better. But, you know, it's, it's okay.
0: I mean, and you still, there's still going to be some of that because you're going to want to be able to use the bros moves a certain number of times in order to unlock the, the advanced versions of them. Yeah. But yeah, it is, it is actually a hell of a lot better that like in, uh, I think. This was kind of a feature from Bowser's Inside Story on where Bros moves and other moves you could practice even in the middle of battle. In Bowser's Inside Story, I think you had to do it from like the menu screen. Starting in like Dream Team, I think they made it to where like you can practice everything in battle, even basic jumps and hammers. If you really need to get the hang of it, Uh, they've also added an emergency guard button. So kind of like the Paper Mario games where you know there's there's one move where you can do which will which will negate like most of the damage and there's one move that you'll do that will negate all damage and it's a little harder to do. So there's now an easier option if you're having difficulty timing Mario and Luigi's hits or you're not really sure which bro is going to get attacked. I mean, let's be real. The first time an enemy attacks you, you don't actually know their pattern yet. You have to watch them do it a few times. Yeah. So that emergency guard option comes in handy. It blocks some of the damage but not all of it. But if you hold down X, both Mario and Luigi will... Will Guard for that turn. I rarely, if I ever used it, but um, it's nice to know that it's there if you needed help learning an enemy's moves and you didn't want to die to have to do it. Um, in addition, they also made it to where the hammers don't fall if you hold them down in counterattack mode for too long. You can actually hold it down as long as you, as you need to and release it whenever you want to and it won't fall. So... I, I mean I understand that that's kind of taking difficulty away a little bit, but I never understood why you had to, why you couldn't hold down the hammer for a little bit longer and prepare it in advance. I mean the main part was just getting the timing right.
1: Well, yeah, because if you hold the hammer for too long, it makes Mario and Luigi stumble, and you're basically defenseless. You're gonna take a hit.
0: Right. So they've removed that. Um, I mean, obviously, if you let go too soon, the same thing will happen. But yeah, they've made the game definitely a little bit more accessible. Uh. But the That's well, uh, good. Yeah. You know, it,
1: it, accessibility is key when playing a video game, you know. If it's if it's a beautiful game but it's impossible to like get down pat, it's going to it's going to lose its it, it's going to lose its luster very quickly.
0: You can also finally uh you can you can first strike with the hand power, something you couldn't do in the in the first game, in the original game. Uh Jump, hammer, and hand are actually all three separate blocks now rather than all within the solo menu. Okay. So they're a little bit easier to hit. Um, And then uh, also, in addition to, you know, fire and thunder landing critical hits on certain enemies and being able to figure that out, some enemies now are weak to jump and hammer. So being able to test out each power on every enemy kind of gives each power... uh, more uh more versatility you know you're going to use each of them more on the original game it's like yes a flying enemy you're going to jump on uh an enemy that uh that an enemy that that that's spiky you're going to hammer and an enemy that's weak to fire or thunder you're going to fire or thunder in this game there's even a little bit more strategy with the everything else you know there's some other enemies that are going to be weak to hammers but they're flying enemies so you got to get them on the ground first in order to be able to, to take advantage of that i like that
1: yeah. I like that a lot, actually. I think I think it's good that they I, I think it's good that they changed so many things about it because while it was a beautiful game and it was a lot of fun to play, there were a lot of smoothness issues, you know, and you kinda had to get within the cracks of the game in order to feel it out completely. You know what I'm saying? Right. So And that especially reared its ugly head when you're fighting bosses, because yes, when it comes to bosses and most enemy characters, there's a pattern that you need to follow. A lot of the times there were kind of issues that made it difficult to follow those exact patterns and you ended up taking damage or even in... Close to end game boss fights, you died because of it, and that always bothered me. So if they adjust that, then I'm definitely down to and play the 3DS version.
0: The game even explains things. You know, the first time you used advanced Splash Brothers, were you aware that it could that it could damage spiky enemies? The game doesn't tell you that, but it can. Yes,
1: because at that point I had kind of tried it on every... I tried bro's moves on every little enemy just to see how they worked. And just to see what kind of damage they would do. Because if you did jump moves on spiky enemies, they're going to hurt your feet. No matter how well you execute them. Right. It's going to hurt your feet. But if you do like a hammer bro move, it's going (laughs) to... Bro hammer move.
0: Splash Brothers was a jump move, so I would have never even tried it on a spiky enemy. And I don't think I ever did in the original game, in my you know original playthrough. I never thought, hey, you could use this against Queen Bean to damage her and completely ignore having to do the strategy of the fight.
1: Yep, basically. <laughs> also, if you guys hear rustling, I'm definitely eating a Lindor truffle.
0: <laughs> if you guys hear uh, coughing and, uh, and, and sucking, I'm, I'm definitely smoking a vape pen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I kind of miss vaping. Sometimes, you know, I, I gave it up. I don't really inhale anything anymore. I kind of miss it, but at the same time, I don't because I feel a lot healthier.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go! Wow. Wow. You know, so yeah, just having a little bit of that explanation, you know, knowing that the Super Knockback Brothers is, can actually be used to damage multiple enemies, um, what the difference is between advanced versions, like when you get to Cyclone Brothers, like, or the uh, or Swing Brothers, like, what, what exactly is going to be different here? And even if you don't watch the demo video or the practice video, you still get a very quick uh, look at what buttons you're going to have to press in what sequence. So you already know the, the trick is just making sure you get the timing right. So again, Brothers moves are something now that can be used by anyone. Uh, that's pretty much all I want to mention for the main game there are various other differences as well uh, the only other thing I, I guess I want to bring up and not for very long because there is another game added to this the original game had Mario Brothers again that wasn't very worth mentioning either I don't think anybody really needed another port of Mario Brothers it's, it's okay you'll probably play it once and then you'll be like eh it's Mario Brothers yeah but uh, in this game, instead, you have Minion Quest. And so it's a whole other story. I do like from the story aspect that it adds a little bit more uh, background to what's been going on. Uh, it, there's even hints of what's going to happen later with Fawful, uh And Fawful having, you know, you, you hear hints of Fawful wanting to overthrow Cacoletta, which makes sense, given his characterization in the later games. So they kind of tie it in, even, even bring characters like Starlo from the original, um, from the later games into this other mode so you actually it's a strategy type game it's like a and it's more like a real-time strategy where you actually can play as Bowser's minions and so you pick the right minions for the fight there's sort of a there's sort of a, a kind of a, a unit triangle thing going on here melee troopers are strong against range troopers Range troopers are strong against flying troopers and whatnot and flying are strong against melee uh, and so in some some types of units are even effective against certain other types of units, you know, like uh, 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 Shy Guy, uh, Lakitus are weak against Shy Guys and uh, characters that are flammable are weak against Fire Bros, things like that. So you have all these different uh, types of enemy units, Bowser's minions that you can control. But the problem is, is that it sounds interesting, but it's actually kind of boring. It you don't really do anything; you just kind of sit there and watch them go. Uh, occasionally, the game will ask you to hit to hit a button or or mash a button or something in order to execute a special attack and get like an excellent on it. So there's a little bit of that timing in there but and then there's also these like moves you can use so that you can stop enemies from using their special attacks or power up your troops but i i mean other than that there's not a lot of strategy to it whenever you're trying to grind to get your characters up to another level a lot of times i would literally just leave my 3ds there and just let the characters do their thing and not press a single button so <laughs> if i was just I mean, grinding that's so, the way to
1: that's a way to do it then do it especially when like grinding takes a lot of time i know this because i've just, again, beating Fire Emblem Sacred Stones and the arena takes, like, I'll take 24 to 25 turns to do a, a regular chapter, but uh, chapters with arenas, those take, like, 400 to 500 turns.
0: But, yeah, Minion Quest, which is the plus Bowser's Minions of the 3DS remake, is is worth, like, trying, I think, you know? I, I think it's worth, like, you know, jumping in and playing it for maybe an hour or so when it's introduced. But honestly, you kind of forget about it. Um, you know, there were points at which I was like, oh, yeah, I got to do Bowser's. I got to do Minion Quest now. OK, because um, I'm trying to, like, pace it out. And I was trying to every time Mario and Luigi would go to a place. OK, I'd go play that area in the Minion Quest mode. And it finally, it took me forever to finally pick it up and go ahead and finish off the Minion Quest mode. There are some pretty humorous interactions, though, I will say. The story is kind of cool. I like that we get a little more lore. But, I mean, if you're really interested, you could just watch a YouTube video with all the Minion Quest stuff. So,
1: <laughs> Well, I've never even really heard of that, but it definitely sounds like something I would be interested in. Minion Quest?
0: It's not horrible. It's just, it's just like, eh, you know? <laughs> yeah. That was the the only other thing that was added to this the, to the remake of the game, and I guess that's really all there is to say about it. Like I said. I mean, I think that the 3DS version is better, but sometimes there's kind of a feel that goes with the GBA version, too.
1: So <laughs> It's classic, man. There's really not many consoles or handheld that kind of are on par with GBA, you know?
0: If you want to play the original version of this game legally, not emulating it, um, your, your, your only chance is to get this game on the Wii U Virtual Console before it closes in a couple months or next month I think.
1: Wait, the Wii U virtual console shop is closing?
0: The, e- the 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 both the entire eShop for both the Wii U and the 3DS is closing as of uh as of March. You'll still be able to re-download things, but you won't be able to Why? purchase anything. You'll still be able to redeem codes I think until next year. It's the end of life. I mean, this is to be expected at one point the Wii virtual console closed, too or the eShop closed, too. So, yeah. eventually they just have to stop supporting it. It's not worth it for them to 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 host the servers and whatnot, you know, it's it's the end of life for that, uh, product. I'm actually kind of surprised the eShop was around for as long as it was, and I'm really happy it was because right now, and I keep telling people the best way to get you know retro games if you really want to play them and, and to get a legal copy of them is to go ahead and use the the Wii U or the, the or the 3DS eShop and and use the virtual consoles on those because the Switch is doing some emulation, but. I mean it it kind of has some room to grow the their Nintendo and their Super Nintendo libraries are good the sixty four just came out and it's kind of weak
1: <laughs> yeah i I'm not gonna lie i'm not i I spent that fifty dollars to have access to it, and I was not happy at all. I felt like I kind of wasted my money. But, you know, it's a, was it $50 or $60 for the year?
0: It's for the year, though, and it gives you access to games that you're probably not otherwise going to have access to. And like I said, I have my Wii U, but I'd have to pay for those games individually. So, I mean, I think it's it's kind of worth it, at least if you want to be able to play those games on a new console. But I am kind of disappointed. We are getting more games, though, for it. Uh, and I, I want Nintendo just to kind of throw all their resources into fixing their their emulation scene because they ended the virtual console service they're doing kind of something different with switch online now but let's go ahead and let's just go all out i mean the virtual console had fucking gba and nds games I also mean, turbo right. graphics 16 what game gear
1: <laughs> dude i i don't even want to talk about oh my god that's gonna make me throw up dude you know what makes me really mad i downloaded i i got the uh Nintendo 64, uh, whatever service on Switch, Ocarina of Time looks terrible, and I know this is not news to anybody, but it's just they, it's like they, it's like
0: they emulated it. Yeah, I haven't and, even tried it. I mean, they are emulating so it, by bad. the way. That's, it's so bad. But I already have Ocarina of Time 3D, and I'm like, that's kind of the definitive version of the game for me. I mean, it's not on a big screen, really. The only thing they need to do is just port that over to Switch and everything. I think everybody would be happy. They didn't, even, they wouldn't just do a Basic remastering of the remastered graphics, you know, upscale them to HD, and you're golden. Everybody will play that. Nintendo, get on it. We'll get our get us our fucking Ocarina of Time 3D. Um, just go ahead and redo Majora's Mask 3D. <laughs> just do it. Like all the things that you did good, keep and then all the things that you changed revert back to the way they were in the original and then do the same thing with Twilight Princess and Wind Waker which honestly those HD remakes were fine the way that they were so just, just port them over to Switch that's all you gotta do, port them over to Switch yeah well,
1: um, well I, we, we did say we were gonna dive into the story a little bit for uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga oh, that's um, right,
0: we're talking about that game
1: what <laughs> well what's your favorite part of the story? Already, and like what what parts made you laugh, and what parts were you like, "Eh, ah, that could have been better. If you had any parts like that, or I don't know, just in general, what are your opinions of the story of the game? As a whole,
0: I think the story's pretty brilliant. To be honest, I mean, I don't know that there was much, if any, changes I would actually make to the story. Uh, some of the best parts of the game are really just the zany characters. Uh, for yep. instance, we didn't even talk about Prince Peasley last episode. I love how this dude shows up, basically brags and says he's going to do something, but he ends up doing absolute jack shit.
1: Oh, he does not. He doesn't do a damn thing. You <laughs> save, bro. You save him, and he's just like, I'm the best, woo, and does literally nothing.
0: But any of the moments where like Mario and Luigi were having like a brothers moment and Luigi's just being like like a like a coward and <laughs> Mario's just trying to like do his shit. I mean it it, it is really really funny. The character interactions are brilliant. Uh, Popple was another great character that we talked about last time. I mean hell even some of the more supporting characters are just still kind of stand out to you. You know, you've got Queen Bead who pops up maybe like three times in the story and her assistant. Uh, and the first time you fight her she's like jacked she's just <laughs>
1: jacked cuz she's got the belly bletch i think that's what yeah. what's inside her and you have to uh you have to get the chuckola reserve and give it to her in order to save her that honestly that's my favorite part of the game going to chateau de chucklehuck to find the reserve and you get into a fight with popple and his partner rookie those are two of my favorite characters in the whole game um but then you meet two characters that just out of any mario and luigi game made me laugh so hard cork and cask they're the owners of the french dudes yes the french dudes and they own the brewery and they teach uh they teach the bros mini mario and luigi dunk i think Mm -hmm. um and then you they tell you to go get three chocola fruit uh to give to the chuckle root and uh then they eventually uh, mario and luigi reach mother chocola and they find the creator of Chocola Cola, Bubbles, who's busy telling jokes to the reserve to keep it, to, like, warm it up, keep it fresh. And then it transforms. And, dude, I had to look up the name of this creature, and it made me laugh so hard. The soda transforms into the Chocolator.
0: Yes. And then and you, you have fight to fight it. A fucking soda monster. <laughs> you fight it,
1: and it once you uh, once you beat it, it turns back into normal soda. And Bubbles gets really mad, and he, like, creates a tremor that sends the brothers... Um, and the soda underground and you have mario lands in the soda and luigi heads back to the castle by doing a barrel run and that junk is so funny oh my god mario and
0: mario in, consumes the entire soda fills his belly with it don't. and i like how how the lady liam <laughs> that's her Dave. she's like well that's kind of disgusting but <laughs> you know whatever Whatever Dude, works. the
1: inside the inside jokes in this game are hysterical. I love them so much. And that like I'm telling you that that and the end of the game when you're at uh what is it? The Bowser's Castle. Of course Baz- Bowser's Castle is the end of the game. It's it's Mario and Luigi staple, you know. Right. But that and the uh, Chocola Forest or the, what is it? What's the name of the forest? Chocola Woods. Chocola Woods. Those those are my two favorite parts of the game. I like jokes in too. But I, I thought the first time playing the game that jokes end was the end of the game, and so it feels it like wasn't. The end. It does feel like the end. But once you get to the end of it, and I think you meet Jojora, that little fairy-like girl. Yeah. Um, she's like having a tea party, and she asks the brothers to invite a friend over, and it's a snow it. woman. It's you get to name it, and then it's the snow woman that you have to fight, and that fight's actually pretty tough.
0: It is, and it's another one of those fights where you have to figure out who to target first. Um, if you try to target Jajora, then the uh, then then her friend is gonna come after you. So it's better to target the friend. Wait until you can knock uh, Jujora's wound out of her hands, and then. Uh, she'll go away and you can kind of focus in on shit so it's actually a fun fight but if you tried to go it the opposite way uh, i think we touched on this last time but uh you can also if you wanted to get the rewards from both enemies and do it the hard way you can you know just be ready for a tough fight if you're gonna do it that way
1: i mean it's in true nintendo fashion you want all the goodies you're gonna have to take the hard path and I, i like that about nintendo games because they don't shy away from a challenge you can take the easy route which, by the way, uh, this new rookie mode for Metroid Dread—never <laughs> gonna play that.
0: Nope. But I am interested in the. Um, see, I didn't even mention it in the news segment on a Horizon episode that we just recorded. Cause the
1: one-hit kill dread mode. The dread mode, oh yeah, in a boss God. rush. Yeah. I, well, the boss rush is gonna come later, right? I don't when know. When does that? When does that come out?
0: Uh, I don't know. I just I just saw the news. I'm gonna look it I, up. I texted it to you because I figured you'd be you'd <laughs> all over that.
1: Oh yeah, I was in the middle of insurance poop. Alright, so hang on, I'm about to look this up.
0: He's gonna look it up. Well, one other thing I also forgot to mention, too, that I like about the uh, remake, or really kind of just a criticism about the original game, is that whenever you switch places and Luigi's in the front, Luigi's A and Mario's B, I hate that shit. I understand why they did it so that it's always A, B, A, B, A, B, but it just... You 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 create more problems by fixing that. I'd rather just get used to having to hit B A occasionally when I have to, and not have to deal with the insane sanity of when I'm controlling Luigi by himself. I control him with A, but when he gets into a battle, it's B. I hate that shit. In the remake, Luigi is always B, no matter what. Whether he's in front, whether he's by himself, that's Ew. the way that it should be. <laughs> oh god i don't like that no you 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 just play it like it's a lot better that way i mean that's and that's how it is in all the other games too luigi is always b and mario is a in battle mario is a luigi's b in the field that should always be the way that it is too
1: okay i i can kind of see where you're coming at uh where you're coming from so it makes sense but the boss rush for metroid dread that's scheduled to come out in april so we will get that then, which that's exciting. There's going to be a lot of stuff happening in April now. Oh, but did you watch what you the were new saying n- you to or what? Uh, no, I was saying you to the fact that one's always A and one's always B. But I can kind of see where you're coming from, though, uh, because it, it's like no matter what you're doing, one character is assigned to a specific button. So it, it makes sense.
0: And the game kind of reinforces that, too. So having to switch that up for some arbitrary reason just because one person's in front or you're playing as one character is just weird to me. It's it's so hard to get used to. Yeah. But yeah, no, that that is exciting. April, huh? Yeah.
1: Some somewhere around there. It said April twenty twenty two. There wasn't a specific date, but you know. But as far as the overall game itself is concerned, I'm I'm interested to try to get my hands on a copy of the three D S version. But it's not it's not in the front of my you know, to acquire list. So when I can get my hands on it, I will. But it's a it's a classic game. I actually have the ROM ready to play on my new MacBook. I got a MacBook Pro from or a MacBook Air. I know, dude. For, I'm so for happy For my new for job. You. It's it's a lot of fun. And Ash is gonna be my go to guy for figuring shit out.
0: Yeah, because that's literally what I get paid to do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I forgot I was gonna say something and now I forgot. Oh, you know what grinds my gears in this game, all right? What? Whenever one of the brothers is leveled more than the other, so one of them is, like, a level higher than the other most of the time, that pisses me off, dude. Yeah, it makes me
1: mad, because they're, they're obviously different strengths, and so you have to take care of one while the other is, like,
0: macking everything. I do like how each brother has their own different strengths, though. Um, in this game... So they've actually changed it throughout the series, but the way that this game has it, and the way that every game has it, Mario always has higher attack, Luigi has better defense, uh, Luigi has better HP, while as Mario has better speed. The differences are in the Superstar Saga and its remake, it's Mario that has a higher uh it's Mario that has a higher uh stash stat and Luigi that has higher brothers points in the other games that's actually been switched and luigi has the higher stash and mario does more brothers points but other other than that (laughs) it it kind of always fits between those uh
1: it's a balanced system the way they do it.
0: Yeah. and so whenever you're trying to think about what attributes to give each character, uh, you know if you're if you're giving them uh, coffee or whether you're you're giving them their bonus stats, I kind of actually tried to focus on what each character was good with and make two very distinctive characters. I mean, some people might try to round them out. I kind of did the opposite. I wanted Mario to be a powerhouse and Luigi to be a tank, so that's what I did. Is I kind of focused all in on improving the stats that the brothers were already good at. Uh, well, and yeah, also, whenever you... I equipped equipped uh, gave them equipment, same thing. I would equip what what naturally fit their their playstyle and the stats that I wanted them to to have.
1: Yeah, when you set up a system, it's really hard to f- fall. Once you get used to it, it's really hard to die in that game. And it's it's cool because there's the whole game has a rhythm to it, that's really unlike. Anything else? It's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I love all of the different equipment and all the different. Uh, I love that there there are different. Uh, okay, different equipment give you different bonus effects. Yeah, that's actually quite a bit of fun. So you can have things to where like, okay, now you can jump on spiky enemies and deal double damage to them. Nice. Or you can have uh, Mario and Luigi constantly regain HP and BP. That's kind of my go-to in these games, as I like the equipment that gives you automatic regen yeah um some or sometimes you can make it to where they're immune to certain status effects and whatnot or you can make it to where luigi always moves after mario regardless of what his speed stat is which is nice if you're dealing with enemies that are much faster than you a lot of people though will say that the that that really the only thing that you should you should be concerned about is is the attack stat or i guess the power stat is what it's called and that you should just only put points into power because and even though it's you'll lose how many bonus points you can give it you should always do uh that that's what you should do because it makes the game easy but i don't want to make the game easy the game is easy enough as it is
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely it's it's not that bad once you get used to it but um i have some family coming over here very soon and i'm excited for that but that means we're probably going to have to wrap it up here very soon um ash is there anything else you want to say about mario and luigi superstar saga because we've pretty much covered basically everything there is to talk about and i mean if you haven't played it go and play it yourself because it's a really wonderful experience the story is amazing it's hilarious watching the brothers interact with each other and it it's really it's really a wonderful way to introduce the series to uh turn-based rpg style gameplay
0: yeah no 100 percent. um i mean that's, that's that's a pretty good way to sum up your final thoughts on the matter uh, i mean i i'm gonna kind of echo most of what you said i think it's a perfect uh, entryway into the into uh, RPGs, or if you just love Mario and you love RPGs, this is kind of a really fun blend of both. I mean, I'd honestly recommend this game to anyone, whether you're a casual or a hardcore gamer, because if you're a casual gamer, this game will probably challenge you as much as you want to be challenged. Uh, and if you're more of a hardcore gamer, this will be a nice change of pace. And that's not to say that it doesn't come with its own difficulties. I mean, if you're looking for a challenge, the original GBA version um, does have some pretty challenging Challenging parts. Uh, I, I had to constantly, uh like, most recently, I put it down because in Jokes in, at the part where you separate the brothers, you're literally bombarded with enemies when you're controlling just one at a time, and yeah, so it's hard. <laughs> I died a lot. For the first time in this game, I died a bunch. And also, Bowser's castle just kind of just completely fucks everything over, and it's like, oh, it's hey, hard. You thought this game was easy. Here's some timed fights, and also here's Cacoletta's soul. Good luck play- doing that all fucking night. Yeah,
1: yeah, when you told me that you spent all night doing that, it kind of blew my mind. But I also understand, because that fight is hard as hell. Yeah,
0: no kidding, dude. But, so, um, but thank yeah. you
1: for, yeah, go ahead, Ash. <laughs>
0: No, i was just say, yeah, uh, Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga is actually... I mean, the Mario & Luigi RPG series overall is one of my favorite game series, honestly. I, I enjoy it quite a bit. I mean, I don't know if it's in my top five, but maybe my top ten, honestly.
1: It's 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 good. It's up there in my top ten favorite games of all time.
0: I mean, Paper Mario is also really good, but also Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door is just the one that's really good. The other ones are like... Well, okay. They, they, they go from pretty good to okay to... I've heard this is pretty bad, so I don't have any desire to play it. Yeah, <laughs> I,
1: the Thousand Year Door is the only Paper Mario game that I really like, and I played it with my dad, so that adds a little bit of specialness to it.
0: The original's all right. I mean, it's very much like the pa- 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 the Thousand Year Door, just the Thousand Year Door is just so much better. It <laughs> it's is. the same thing, but better. <laughs> you know, that's the top of the peak. You know, that that's the peak of the and Paper and the Mario. The other games Hill. tried to do something different, and I don't know why. <laughs> origami king is fun though i think that, that that's actually kind of a third for me but yeah no mario and luigi superstar saga uh out of the mario and luigi rpg sub series i think it would be my second favorite it's a close second to bowser's inside story um i'm gonna give the remake a couple more points i think it's just uh, overall it's a much more enjoyable experience with the quality of life improvements both games are fucking easy so you know i it being a little bit easier is not that big of a deal um, yeah. The parts that are hard are still hard. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh! Just not bone frustratingly hard, except for Cacoletta's Soul. Fuck that fight.
1: Yep. It's it's very well balanced as far as difficulty is concerned. But thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, And we can't wait to get back together and start recording on other games. But you know if you if you liked this you can find us on pretty much everywhere you can find podcasts like apple Podcasts, Podbean, uh spotify you know wherever you get your podcast you will find us and as always it is a wonderful time just sitting here shooting the shit about games with ash especially games that we can agree are both absolute bangers and mario and luigi super saga does not shy away from that you know god
0: damn it mario just died (laughs) <laughs> I'm have to revive him with a one-up. Hold yeah. on. Oh, Are you so playing? I, I yeah, I actually am playing. <laughs> While we've been recording. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in jokes in right now. Um, nice. No, yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, like Zach said, you know, uh, go hit us up on uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a five-star review or feedback. Uh, you can also find us on social media: Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Next time. We've already actually recorded part one of this, but next time we're talking about Horizon Zero Dawn coming out a little bit late. And then Fart two, we're going to be doing a game launch, spoiler-free review on Horizon Forbidden West. I like Uh, that.
1: Fart one and fart two.
0: Fart one and fart two. That's right. Uh, we're also. I'm also planning because I already bought the fucking game, so I'm gonna do it. Uh, I'm also planning on uh, doing a, a game launch episode on Dying Light 2. We did just. I did just release one on Pokemon Legends, Arceus or Arceus. Uh, if you follow the original Japanese, it should be Arceus, but apparently it's Arceus.
1: It's whatever you want it to be. It's whatever your heart desires. (laughs) But, anyways, thanks for listening to us, guys, and we'll be back with you next time. Um, But for now, um, I'm Zachary Guillot. And I'm Ashley Chancellor. This is Collateral Gaming, and we
0: are out. Oh, to be quit about the backup. Bye! Bye!